What they do, Miami. This is Dre Mav, and you are listening to 305 Radio, a Miami podcast. And this is Struck. Welcome to the show. Today's guest is DJ Killer Kate. Yo, yo, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Appreciate you guys having me. That is what's up, man. What's good, bro? How you doing? I'm doing good, man. I can't complain, man. I'm sure doing great. Got a lot of things going. Got a lot of things going on, but that's a good thing. You know what I mean? You don't want to have nothing going on. You know that's what I mean? a fact. So. <laughs> Some people are too happy with nothing going on. <laughs> you know, so you got a lot of going, a lot of things going on, man. That's a good thing. I, I kind of take it as a blessing, you know, because you don't want to have nothing going on. Yeah, that's a fact. So you know? I know at twelve. At 12 midnight, you got, you got yeah, a big man. thing going on. Yeah, man, yeah. What's happening? I was going, oh, you know, I can't tap on the table, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, drum roll. Yeah, man. Definitely gotta, deserves a drum roll. I got a big album coming out, man, tonight, 12 o'clock, man. It's called Forever Live. I've been working on All it. Right. I've been cultivating it, and uh, it's time, That man. shit is liver than ever. Yeah, woo, 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 woo. <laughs> yeah man, I'm just, I'm just happy, man. I'm just happy for it to come out, man. I've been uh, putting it together. Um, kind of behind the scenes on the low for about a year. Okay. So it's just happy that I'm just happy that it's about that time, man. For I can, I can <laughs> share right. share my art with the world, you know. That's what's up. So before we get into the album and the details and who's on it, who produced it, and how long and what inspired you and all these things, <laughs> right? Yeah, all the great. But we do all these things. Yes, sir. Tell me a little bit about yourself, man. How oh, long you been man. in Miami? The whole night. Ah oh, man, shoot! We gonna start from the beginning. You guys wanna mm-hmm. start? You guys many, wanna start from many, the beginning? Okay, we can Okay, okay, everything. we can start from the <laughs> from the from the beginning. Beginning. All right. So, um, my family is Jamaican. I'm of Jamaican descent. Okay. Uh, my parents probably moved to Jamaica. I want to say late '60s, early '70s. Okay. All right. Uh, moved to New York from Jamaica. Uh. So then uh, I was actually born in New York. A lot of people don't know that, but, okay. uh, you know, because I'm 305 to the death. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I was actually born uh, in Queens, New York. Okay. Uh, I was born in Queens, New York uh, uh, to, uh, like I said, Jamaican parents. Uh, then uh, from there, from, if I want to say from New York, my parents moved down to D.C., D.C., the Maryland, mm-hmm. uh, Virginia area. So uh, I was in D.C. from probably I was maybe like three to maybe five years old or two to five years old. And then I moved to Miami uh, when I was uh, five years old. Thank okay. you, Mom and Dad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, you, it, would ha- it would just have to be uh, thank you, Mom, because the reason we moved is because my parents separated. Okay. And, uh, you know, my mom, I, my, actually, I had an aunt um, that was living down here. And uh, after, you know, my mom separated from my dad. Uh, she was just, you know, she just wanted to get out of the city, so she just hightailed it down to Miami with with, with her sister, which would be my aunt, and uh, I've just been here ever since. Dope. So, uh, yeah, started, uh, I came here when I was five, um, 41 now, so that's just, what, 35 years? You definitely, I mean, you <laughs> definitely three or five all day. There's no way so it's, Yeah, so it's Dade County all day, I can't remember, I... I Probably went to New York maybe once or twice in my life after I was a. Uh, you straight uh, up Miami, boy, bro. I'm all day, man. Straight straight up okay, you're a little older than me. I'm not gonna say how old I am, <laughs> but we went to school together, so you're yeah. definitely all oh, 305. Oh yeah, man. I'm 305. Like I like I said, man. I'm 305 to the dive. I've been here since uh, I was five years old. That's what's up. And I've uh, just been loving the city. So yeah. So then, all right. So boom. That's how I got to Miami. Okay. Uh, grew up. Uh, let's just see. Uh, 
grew up in let's just say uh i like to say every part of miami uh, i was in like uh, north bay village i was in kendall i was in uh, liberty city i was in all over the place yeah so you, i was in miami that, gardens i was like i was i done lived in probably every crack and crevice of miami for the most part um i went to uh sunset sunset high school we okay. start from elementary i went from treasure island elementary i went to nautilus Middle Nautilus. school, yeah, I went to Nautilus uh, Middle School, yeah, on the beach. Uh, I actually went to D.C. for two years to go live with my dad, seventh or eighth grade. I came back ninth grade, went to Sunset. I was in Kendall for a long time. Mm-hmm. I went to Sunset. I uh, went to Miami Dade, and I actually went to Bethune Cookman. Okay. So uh, yeah, me and Dre actually went to school together. Uh, you That's know. what's up. <laughs> so yeah, I'm a, I'm a. Uh, I'm a Miami. Uh, was she DJing back then? <laughs> nah, she wasn't DJing back but then. But she was training back yeah. then, too. <laughs> and we're going to talk about that later on, too. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. She wasn't DJing back then. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, man, uh, Miami Sunset was the high school. Miami Dade was the college. Uh, I also went to Bethune-Cookman. Then I also went to Tallahassee Community College. Okay. Uh, and that's kind of where the DJing kind of started because I actually didn't do that well um in college <laughs> okay you know i had to kind of come back uh and uh i was kind of at a crossroads of like what i wanted to do as far as like with my life school didn't mm-hmm. work out so on and so forth so um uh not for nothing i was in the club every night um just partying uh doing you know as, most, try, of yeah, as most of us were <laughs> I mean, that's that's and then i just had an epiphany i just said yo you're in the club every night um why don't you just be a dj you know what I mean? Yeah. I was around DJs. I was hanging around DJs. I was, you know, and I was just doing a lot. And I was like, I just had an epiphany. I just said, you love music so much. Why don't you just be a DJ? And then from there, I just kind of started the process. Um, okay. Just uh, saved up my little hustle money. I was hustling, you know, mm-hmm. selling my little woo, woo, woo. I saved up my <laughs> little money. <laughs> saved up my little money. Um, bought some turntables. Okay. Um, this was back. What when, kind uh, of tu- what kind of turntables? Uh, they were. Uh, I want to say uh, techniques. Techniques. Yeah, techniques. <laughs> I kind of caught. Yeah, when I got into DJing, it was kind of the 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 end of vinyl. Into controllers. Okay. Into like the I caught the end like when. Half half of the DJs were still on vinyl and half of them Things were, were changing. Yeah, so I kind of yeah. caught the end. I caught the, 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 the vinyl end or whatever. So I bought two. Actually, it was one technique mm-hmm. um, and uh, a computer. And I just, you know, saved up my little hustle money, bought some turntables. I bought a computer, and then I just self-taught myself in the beginning. I just self-taught okay. myself in the beginning. I asked a lot of questions from my DJ homies, mm-hmm. whatever. Whatever information I could just find on how to DJ and you know I used to go in DJ booths the DJs I know and just watch them so on and so forth and then in the beginning I was self-taught so from then as I'm self-teaching myself I got into the mixtapes when I was DJing I don't know if y'all remember uh, around the 2000s, mixtapes were big. Hell yeah, mixtapes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mixtapes were always big. And yeah, so on and so yeah. forth. So, uh, I hope y'all are keeping up. So, <laughs> as I'm starting DJing, right? Uh, you got to remember, mixtapes are big too. So, I being around from okay, let me just <laughs> for my love of the mixtapes. As I'm starting to DJing, I start my mixtape series mm-hmm. kind of at the same time. Mm-hmm. All right, so I'm teaching myself kind of how to DJ and I'm starting my mixtape series. So I put out a mixtape, it was called Dope Boy Music. Okay. That was my first foray into making mixtapes uh, as far as like, you know, uh, 
putting them together myself. Mm-hmm. Bought a computer, I learned how to use to do the Pro Tools, so on and so forth, and I put out my first mixtape. Dang, you did it on Pro Tools, good job. Did, yeah, did it on Pro Tools. Like I said, I was around DJs, I was in the studio, I was hanging out, and I was just, I was learning, you know what I mean? Certain DJs that were around, shouts out to uh, DJ Ideal, DJ, so funny, you got a big poster up there, DJ EFX. Yeah. Um, I was around them at the time. I wasn't DJing, but these guys were putting out mixtapes. Mm-hmm. So I was, you know, I was just able to go around them and soak up the formula. Said, you know what, I'm gonna put out my own mixtape. Mm-hmm. I put out my own mixtape. It was called Dope Boy Music. I took the theme from Cocaine Cowboys. I don't okay. know if y'all remember the movie Cocaine Cowboys, but uh, before it was out in the movie, it was on bootleg. Yeah, it was. It was on bootleg. <laughs> <laughs> it was on bootleg in the hood. See, okay, okay, we good. I can get comfortable. I can get comfortable. Uh, yeah. Everybody know, you know what I mean? So, yeah, it was on bootleg. Um, yeah. So I actually took the bootleg and I took the theme. Uh, so I took little excerpts from uh, the movie and I kind of added it to the mixtape. Okay. All right? So... Uh, like a true, like a true mixtape. Yeah, exactly. So I took you know certain excerpts and stuff like they had from the movie, and then I put it in my mixtape, and then I throw certain songs. So you know, and I actually took the cover. Um, uh, uh, if you remember, there was a, a Time magazine cover, and it was Paradise Lost. Yes. When it was like Miami yeah. was going crazy in the cocaine cowboy days and all that. That was after the Dayland. Ah, there you go. Yeah. So boom. So I actually took that, um, the Paradise Lost cover, and then I made it my mixtape cover. Okay. All right. Dope. So it's, yeah. So it's called Dope Web Music Volume <laughs> One. Yeah. I, 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 I got to give you the background. I got to give. I got to give you the background because I I put out my first mixtape and uh I kind of put it in the flea markets, like all the mm-hmm. flea markets in mm-hmm. Miami, and not for nothing, it kind of just blew up. Like off my first mixtape, like my, my first foray into making mixtapes, it blew up. So well, flea markets are kind of dead right now. Yeah, but back uh, in that well, time, yeah. back I mean, in the time, back in the time was, that was popping. Yeah, like, so you had you that's had, where you started your marketing campaign. Exactly. So you had Kara City, you had uh, 79th Street. Heck yeah. You had the one down south. I, 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 yeah, if I'm not mistaken, the one down south is probably still open. I haven't been down there in a minute, but um, I just put my mixtape in. All the flea markets, mm-hmm. wherever they were selling CDs, wherever they're selling mixtapes, I put my mixtape in, and not for nothing. I guess from them playing it every day, it kind of blew up. Just so happens, the uh, if you want to say the directors mm-hmm. of the movie, I, I believe I believe it was called Rakator or something like that. Oh. But the directors of the movie, Rakator, yeah, yeah, happened to be in the flea market one day. Okay. Walking by the CD shop, and what are they playing? My mixtape. Uh-huh. So they're hearing the excerpts. So they're wondering, like, wow, what's going Where's on? Because yeah, through? like, like, yeah, because because <laughs> remember, here. it's still on bootleg. The movie, the movie. Yeah, so they're like, they're, they're moving preparing. quick. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> this DJ's <laughs> moving quick. Because <laughs> they're still in the works of getting the movie out fully. Yeah. So they go. I guess. I guess they go to the um, CD spot or whatever. They grab the mixtape, and of course, I had my information on there. My bad. <laughs> 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 do your thing. Do your thing. No, so no, no. they have my information on there. Uh, I get in touch with them. Whatever they call me, so on and so forth. Uh, short story, short, long story. Oh, they long. hit you up. Yeah, Billy they, Corbin and um and his partner. I forgot. Shout out Billy. Shout out Billy Corbin. Yeah, they actually, they actually ended up hitting me up. Um, <laughs> Uh, we got in touch. They brought me down to the studio. And then, where'd you um, get that? Where'd you get that bootleg song? <laughs> <laughs> that was the question, and I let them know. Yeah, it was. You know, the bootleg was big, and I just took it or whatever. But I thought, you know, I was. They was gonna come at me on some like copyright infringement. Mm-hmm. They were more. They were, it was just more 
more like love though. You know what Word. I'm saying? They were just love. They were just happy that I, I was able to kind of you know, promote the 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 movie exactly promote the movie. So they you know they kind of just uh, they said uh, whatever they said they was gonna do an official mixtape right and they were gonna have me a part <laughs> of it. Did they lie. Yeah. <laughs> ended, ended up going with DJ Khaled, okay. right? Uh-huh. So, um, but I say all that to say from then, um, my mixtape kind of. Or should I say my mixtape series, my making of the mixtapes, my 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 foray into making mixtapes, I blew up. Mm-hmm. So then I kind of fell back from the turntablism. Okay. Because I was just I, after Dope Boy Music, I put out Dope Boy Two, Dope Boy Three. So mixtapes. Yeah, and then it was just all mixtapes, and I was making the name in the city. Like I was getting, you know, people wanted me to host their mixtapes. Of course. They wanted me to get on their mixtapes. So I was, I was making the name in the city, just um off a of mixtape. So I kind of fell back from the turntablism. Okay. I come full circle now. I'm kind of, I got a name in the city as far as like putting out mixtapes, so on and so forth. I start getting calls to DJ clubs. Okay. All right. Remember, I kind of fell back from the turntablism and I was just putting out mixtapes. Yeah. So now I'm at a crossroads because I'm like, whoa, I can't really turntablism, but I, oh no, but the money, you know what I mean? They're calling me. So one day I'm in the house. And I, you know, smoking or whatever, whatever, just doing what I do. And I just ended up DJing, uh, not DJing, Googling, DJ school. <laughs> yeah. Not DJing, excuse yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, Googling. I, I, I was I Googling. Up, I, ended up, I ended up Googling DJ school. And, you know, lo and behold, Scratch Academy came up. I don't know yeah. if you guys are yeah, familiar course, with Scratch Academy. Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, so. On the beach, I Yeah, think, right? exactly. Whoa, yeah, so and so then ended up in. Uh, it was in Winwood. It was in Winwood. Yeah, then Winwood. from oh, okay. Winwood, they went up north. Yeah, they went to And then they went to Hollywood. New York. Yeah, oh, wow. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Then they opened one in New York. It was always in New York. Matter of fact, that's where it started. Okay. Because it was uh, founded by Jam Master J. Yes. Okay. Yeah, from yeah, yeah. DMC. So I believe the first one was in New York, and they got one in LA. So I wish I, it would have stayed closer, man. Yeah, I definitely. I, matter of fact, for me, it's well, it's a blessing for me because <laughs> I moved up to Hollandale, <laughs> so, so it's like closer to me because I moved. But um, yeah, so I googled DJ school, found the Scratch Academy. I was able to put myself through DJ school. I, I entered Scratch Academy, so on and so forth. So, boom. So now I'm DJing. I'm putting out mixtapes and. I don't know. Did I did I answer your question? Did I? I mean, <laughs> you giving us a rundown of, of how we get from from you did started I? from way way well, in the beginning. Well, now you're back at the club. Yeah, you started in the beginning. <laughs> I was born. I was raised. Yeah, I, you know, I just you I know, found I didn't wanna, DJs. I didn't want to leave any stone unturned. I, I am now a DJ. <laughs> so, yeah. Tell that further developed. Yeah, and now, exactly. And now I you're am, stamped in the streets. Exactly. Now I'm stamped <laughs> in the streets. So from the mixtapes, Scratch Academy, I just kept grinding. Got it. You got get it, what I'm it, trying to it. say? I just kept grinding. I just kept grinding. I just kept grinding. I just kept DJing parties wherever I could set up my laptop. Oh, wherever I could set up my laptop, I was setting up my laptop. And then, you know, I'm here now. That's what's you know, up. I'm here. Now, when you said turntablism, yeah. well, first thing that came to mind for me is DJ battles and uh-huh. things like that. Were you yeah. doing beat DJ battles? No, nah, I wasn't actually. Um, but Scratch Academy, uh, you kind of, they have courses. So, so you battle everybody. I did take a course on, could only be one. on battling. I did take a course on okay. battling in Scratch Academy. Okay. So, but me so can personally. you battle? <laughs> <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say I'm executioner or Cuber level. 
Craze, you know me, or craze, you know me, but you know I, I'm alright. We we gonna do a versus. Yeah, do a versus. I'm alright. I give you, I give you a couple scratches, a couple two five radio battle royal, <laughs> a couple transformers, a couple. You know, that's what's up. That's I what's up. I can do my thing you know, as far as battle. You ever um, you ever you ever rap? Um, I started like you know in the beginning before DJing, but then I quickly. Kind of figured out that wasn't my lane. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't right. yeah, I wasn't even gonna try to even play myself. I figured you know it out I mean? early. <laughs> I, I let the rappers rap. I That's just you know rap along to the music. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, now that now that you're in the DJ, like so, you went to Scratch Academy. Yeah, you got into the club. Yeah, and you finally just after how long were you doing the club thing before? All right. So all right. So all right. Let me just be specific because my when we talk about club, my the first. I started in the strip clubs. You get what I'm trying to say? Most mm-hmm. people kind of start, uh, you know, doing parties mm-hmm. or, you know weddings. I mean, weddings and and my cousin's wedding. Yeah, exactly, or, you know, high school parties and stuff like that. But for me, I kind of started in the strip club. Got it. Um, how that connection I mean, came. The sirens just started. <laughs> <too>. <laughs> so, like, my first really DJing in front of people was in the strip club. Uh, I started in Coco's. Uh, that connection kind of came from... The mixtapes I was putting out, yeah. I kind of hooked up with a DJ click. They were called Street Connect DJs. Mm-hmm. They were kind of heavy in the strip clubs. Um, the If you want to say the founder of the Street Connect DJs, he kind of heard one of my mixtapes, mm-hmm. uh, reached out to me, uh, wanted me to be down with the, the DJ coalition. Yeah. Uh, I ended up meeting up with him, so on and so forth. They were big in the strip clubs, and then that connection kind of was how I got into the strip club. So okay. it was through my mixtapes got me into the strip club. Do you do you find artists trying to break records more in strip clubs? Yeah. More than anything else? Yeah. How successful yeah. is that though? Um it, it it it's 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 okay. Maybe. Be honest. <laughs> I'm be, be honest. Let me tell you guys. It's successful if you got a plan. Right? It's successful if you got a plan. But the days of just giving the DJ your record and him playing it. And that's it. It's over. Yeah, like that right there. Those is, days yeah, are gone. Yeah, yeah, like that. And, and you hoping that somebody will be run to the DJ booth like, oh my God, what's that song? It doesn't work like that anymore. Yeah, 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 yeah. Did but, it but, ever but, really work like that though? Um, Yeah, pre-streaming. Because you were like, all right, the DJs were kind of the gateway to the music. That's true. But now it's like, I get this music as soon as you get the music. You get what I'm trying to say? There's no middle, yeah. man. There's Everything no, is. Yeah, there's no there's middle. No yeah, yeah, there's, there's no time space. There's no time gap or anything. Say, uh, anything. So it's like um, that kind of, usually we would be the, you know, the gatekeepers for the music. So mm-hmm. the first time you would be hearing a song or so on and so forth, it's it's, at that it wasn't club. until I played it. You get me? So yeah. because of the streaming, it's kind of different. But I say all that to say, like, if you have a plan in the strip club, it can work. Because okay. it takes, like, it takes money. You get what I'm trying to say? It takes you kind of really being there. It takes you um, being a presence. You can't mm-hmm. just be a, a guy in the corner. You know what I mean? You got to have, you know, a section. You know, you just got to be gotta a presence. You got to do it big. Exactly. Because why? You got to stand out. You get what I mean? You got to yeah. stand out. Nobody's going to come to the booth, especially now with, you know, they're on their phones, especially girls and liquor yeah. and stuff like that. Like, if it's a song that they don't know, they're going to tune out. You know facts. what I mean? They're gonna tune out Im- immediately. Imme- that's what I, you know, I've yeah. come to see from my just looking at people and while I'm. DJing, of course, of course, you know yeah. I mean? That's why I ask. Yeah, because to be honest, 
when you talk, you know, you know how it is when you speak to artists that are mm-hmm. trying to come up and whatnot. They're like, yeah, you know, I, I distribute and part of my marketing plan. You know, when you start getting into the marketing, mm-hmm. you know, they always bring up hit the strip club. Yeah, you could break in the strip club. You'll mm-hmm. do this. You'll do that. Mm-hmm. But I'm not. I'm. You know, it's best to hear it from someone that's there, yeah. but not just someone that's there mm-hmm. because that could be anyone in the strip club <laughs> throwing money, right? <laughs> like, so these strippers love me. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that too, that segue. That's a great segue onto. All right, you got to remember in the strip club, right? You got girls dancing and they have stage sets. Yeah. Right. So they usually get maybe three to maybe five songs, a stage set. Right. So a lot of times let's just say. It's 30 girls, you know what I mean? They might see that stage once or twice. Yeah. So every time they're on, on, on the stage, it's showtime. So they want to be leaning towards the records that are ju- the hypest ones. Right. You get what I'm trying to say? That's yeah. going to, you know, hype people up, give them to throw money. So it's like, if your record, right, if mm-hmm. I play, if, if it's just her, her one time to get on stage and I use her stage set with your record, Mm-hmm. Right, which I'm trying to break that kind of nobody knows or whatever. And mm-hmm. you don't throw no money or you don't. You don't make it hype. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you just cost her some money. She wasted her stage set. You yeah. get what I'm trying to say? So it's like and your song's she's going to come back to the booth now. <laughs> like, who was that? Why'd you play that? Well, well, you know what I mean? And yeah. she kind of has a right. So that's what I was trying to say. So, so in the strip club, you got to have a plan. If I play your record... Not to what say, you gonna do for what it? What you gonna exactly because just like the dancers, it's, it's, you want this dollar? What you gonna do for it? Because the dancers are another element. It's yeah. different in a regular club, right? I could play your record because everybody's dancing. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, nine times out of ten, nobody's gonna leave. They're just gonna stay because if they're in a in regular clubs, they usually go there and they stay. You get what mm-hmm. I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. Strip clubs, it's a lot of they'll come if it's not popping, they'll leave because it's you know strip clubs are real um, close to each other in proximity. Yeah. So there's a lot of strip club hopping, but like regular clubs, for the most part, they're, they're in there and they're staying. They're not going anywhere. Yeah. So you could play the record, but in the strip club, you got that element of the girl. So that's definitely real important when it comes to like playing music that they got to make know. them want to stay. Yeah. Exactly. And it's going to, it's going to make them some, some, some money. Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. But then too, along with that, it's like, um, it's like, it's, it's kind of, if you want to say. It's kind of hard to keep it up because who can really throw money every night to your song? Yeah, you get what I'm trying to say to your song. So So that's where the how much do you have to invest in your song? You gotta be work, but it's like you know you gotta have a budget. You gotta have if 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 you want if you want that lane. Yeah, so you definitely have to have a plan. Be strategic. Exactly. And And that money. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So I I would give artists like okay if you if you got a budget or whatever and you're my advice would be like maybe twice out the month, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, to come, you know, just to make it, your presence exactly, felt. Exactly, exactly, because you, it is an avenue. Don't get me wrong, yeah. it is an avenue, but to for it to be your end all, it can't be it the can't end be, all be all. You got to have a plan outside can, of that exactly. club. You got to have a plan outside of that club. You definitely because it's it, it like I said, it's a lot going on. It's not just a, a regular club where people just come in and dance. Yeah, you of course, girls dancing. You got. Yeah, bartenders, bartenders exactly. doing these it's crazy a, it's things. A, yeah, it's a lot going on, but it can be done, though. It can be done. Shit. Yeah. And that's, I've always wondered that because, you know, you start hearing it and you're like, it just does not sound like the end all be all plan. Yeah, you got a plan. Or I'll give you another route if you're cool with one of the girls mm-hmm. 
and she requests your song when she wants to go dance, mm-hmm. then the DJ has no choice but to play it. Get what I'm trying yeah. to say? Yeah. So if she likes your song on her stage set, mm-hmm. it has I, to get played. It has to get played because she's gonna tell you, "Yo, I want to, I want to dance to so and so." So you know what I mean? If you get cool with one of the girls in there and so on and so yeah, forth. You know, you could yeah. do it like that. You of know, different. That's You're gonna a, be influencing a lot of rappers out here. <laughs> <laughs> People are gonna be listening to this and be like, "I'm gonna listen to Killer Where K you gonna right be now. at? Where you gonna be? At? <laughs> We're gonna. I'm calling all the girls I know. You should be a stripper. You so can you do can. You're gonna like see that. an increase in uh, <laughs> bodies I mean, at the strip club. I wouldn't be surprised if the artist takes it a step further and it's like, "Hey, you should you should be a dancer. <laughs> you like my song, don't you?" <laughs> Amateur night is Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, it, that's definitely, that's, those are some gems. Yeah. yeah. I'm saying, Trust any artist listening, I've this been doing is, it these for are a gems. long time, man. Like I said, I started in the strip club. So, like, I've done, did, like, I did weddings. I didn't did like regular parties, but I at, did at the strip club weddings. No, nah, I was just saying, <laughs> I was, I, outside of the, the strip clubs, like as far as DJ, yeah, 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 functions. But I'm DVD events, yeah, DVD <laughs> events, <laughs> you know what I mean, stuff like that. But the bulk of my DJing has been in strip clubs. That's What's your favorite though? You like the strip? Club? I like the strip clubs. <laughs> That's what's up. I ain't gonna lie to you. I like the strip clubs because it's uh, it's like uh, what's the word? You're I'm comfortable. You get mm-hmm. what I mean? It's not it's not a lot of restriction. Like mm-hmm. just say when you DJ weddings and stuff like that, it's like you played the wrong song, you messed up the whole wedding. Oh, you get man. what I'm trying to say? Or it's like, you know, you're yeah. when you do like let's just say you do house parties and stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know, you got They'll tell you what they ex- want you yeah, to Yeah, exactly. You got little yeah. kids coming to the booth, you got the eighty year old grandma coming to the booth, you got you get what I'm trying to say. <laughs> do you take requests? <laughs> you get me? So it's a, it's a or now they get the cell phone yeah, and just pass yeah. by. It's a lot going on. And then a lot of times, too, it's like, um, and then, uh, you know, regular clubs, uh, you know, you're just up in the DJ booth. You know, mm-hmm. there's no real kind of interaction with, you know. But strip clubs, you know, you're getting tipped. It's just, it's, of course. You know, you know, it's, it's just a lot of movement. Exactly. There's a, a lot, lot going movement. on. And then as far as, like, with what you're playing, you're not really restricted. You get mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say? So that's what I love, like. That's what we love about this podcast. <laughs> right? <laughs> You're not really restricted on what you could play. So it's like, you know, the, the spectrum goes from, let's just say, Kodak to whatever. 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 Yeah, anything, whatever. Anything. A- anything. Uh, Kodak to uh, uh, Whitney Houston. You get what I mean? Like, Whitney however, Houston. yeah, however, if... If a girl wants to dance with Whitney Houston and the guy's going to tip, Whitney Houston gets played. Whitney Houston you gets get, You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's so, you know, it's real no restrictions, you know, for the so, most part. So, so that brings me to, to my next main point. Mm-hmm. So you have, you've been DJing for X amount, how many years now? Uh, let's just see, uh, since 2006. 2007. 2006, 2007. Yeah, that, was when I, that was when I put out my first mixtape. And then now that you've worked in the clubs, you get, you, the reason why I ask that is because definitely want to just set the tone for the c- type of vibes that you you're aware of, like you're part of. Mm-hmm. When you go to to go to a strip club, you got to keep everyone hype. Got to. You got to keep everyone interested. Got to. You got to keep. You got to be keep a the women dancing. You got to be a person. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then now you put out an album. Yes, sir. So now I'm thinking like, 
what's this album sound like? Ah, that's a good question. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> that's a good question. What, what are some, what is, you know, tell me a little bit about the album. Who do you have on the album? And more so before you start going in deep into who's on the album. Okay. Let's talk about the production. Okay. You know what I'm saying? What's okay. the, what's the influence? Because Jamaican. Perfect. You got, and what we heard, especially putting it on the, on IG. Uh-huh. Miami. Yo, it's it's so Miami, but I, you know what if you know what it makes me feel like, uh-huh. and it's I don't know if you might feel me on this. You ever been to Goombay? Yeah, uh huh, uh huh. For yeah. a second, I in feel I, like I yeah. can hear this in the grove, uh, like uh, I can hear this in the festival. Yeah. It's festival music. Nah, you right on point. You right on target. So tell <laughs> me about <laughs> this you album, right man. So the description. So you've been so that's the whole thing since so you you've been setting the vibe for for years now. Yeah. So tell me about this album and what made you want to put this album out. Oh man, so shoot, what made me want to put first? I What's the name of the album? Whoa. What's the name of the name of the album? album is called Forever Live. All right, right. Uh, Forever Live meaning uh, I, I'm a DJ for the Live House Ice Billion Bird. For right. those who are not mistaken, or should I say, for those who are not familiar. Um, so on the surface, you know, Forever Live means you know this Live House sound is going to be around forever. Mm-hmm. Right, that's what Forever Live means. Uh, on a deeper level, um, Forever Live is forever doing things um, high vibrational. If I want to say, if if I if I right. want to say like that, you know what I mean. So forever, like standing on truth, forever standing on principle, forever standing on righteousness, forever mm-hmm. standing on health. You know what I mean, so on right. and so forth. That's the deeper level to what Forever Live means. And um, well, the album just came out because I felt like I had more, more I wanted to put into the universe as okay. far as like with my ideas, um, sounds, mm-hmm. productions, mm-hmm. artists I wanted to work with, you know what I mean? Producers I wanted to work with. I felt like I wanted to put some things into the universe that's gonna stick that you can't really do from the DJ booth. Word. You okay. know what I'm trying to say? Okay. I got a lot of, you know, because I'm just deeper than the DJ, if that makes sense. And I felt Witching. like the only way to put my my thoughts and my, 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 my feelings and my views into the universe is through music. You get what I mean? It's art, man. Yeah, definitely. So I felt like that was the transition. That would be the, I don't want to say only, yeah, it would probably be the only transition Um, as far as like DJing is to making the music that I'm playing. You get what I'm trying to say? Making the music that's, the people are dancing to, making the music that are making people think, you know what I mean? Making the music that are making people, you know, feel good. It's expression. Exactly. That that type of expression is universal. Exactly. So, so you that's ha- for me. That's why I got into it. So who'd you so is this something that you put you produce yourself or yeah, you got so, other so what it is, um, you know, I you know, I salute DJ Khaled. Now if you wanna like uh compare it to anything, it's mm-hmm. me picking the beats, it's me picking the artists. And it's me kind of, you know, getting in the studio with them and we just, you know, putting together magic. You get what I'm trying to say? I'm, you, I'm coming up with the ideas for the records where I want to, where I want these artists to so go. Directing and exactly, producing. Exactly. And are, are we going to hear you saying? DJ nah, but I, but I do, I do, I do on this album. I, I am saying, you know, a couple of, if you don't want to like, you know, motivational kind of things or, you know, kind of, I kind of tap in and give you a couple bars, not not necessarily yeah. rapping, but you know I'm doing my DJ thing and I'm talking on the records. Um, you feel you like know? dropping bars? Uh, I don't got no <laughs> bars for you, but at twelve o'clock at night, I got an album full of bars. That's what's up. From some of the dopest artists 
in Miami. Who are some Broward. of the collabos on there? Yeah. All right, so uh, some of the collabos on there. I got, of course, I got Ice Billion Bird. Um, I got Mirror Monk. I got, uh, I got Gang Gang. I got Lil Dread. I got Bushy B. Mm-hmm. I got uh, who else? I want to make sure I'm not forgetting anybody. I got uh, some new artists by the name of uh, Ziana, uh Davi Soul. Uh, who else on there? Um, and then uh, probably just keep the rest a secret. You know, okay. I don't want to put too much out there. But um, it's a lot of new artists, new producers. Um, okay. you know, I'm kind of because you know the Live House has been around for a long time. And for anybody who is not familiar with Ice Billion Berg, them and been putting it down in the city for a long time oh, independently. Yeah. So, you know, I recently have been uh, appointed the head A&R to hey. the Live House. That's so this up. project is kind of the, if you want to say, the the new wave of the Live House. You know okay. what I'm trying to say? The new sound, the new... You Set know, in a new standard exactly, for exactly. high vibrational music. High vibrational music. That that's, what, that's what I like to call it. Because I don't want to put it in too much in the box, but I kind of feel like I call it that because of the the life state we was in while making the music. You get what I'm trying okay. to say? Because, you know, um, whatever life state you're in, uh, it directly affects the people around you. Yeah. You know what I mean? It directly affects your environment. Very you know I mean? true. It directly affects how you think, so on and so forth. So I call it high vibrational music because, you know, me and my partner, Ice Bingenberg, and the producers that are on the album and the artists that are on the album, you know, I... I consider them high vibrational beings. They was all high. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's all it is. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, that's why I Get call it Get on my that. level. Yeah, that's why I call it <laughs> high vibrational music, man. I don't want to put it in the box, but if I had to describe it, that's what I would I love that you're, tra- you're, you're not trying to put it in a box. Yeah. Cause More so than anything else. Yeah, I don't want to put it in a box. I don't want to say it's this type of music. I don't want to say it's that type of music. I just, yeah. you know, I just... I just it's good music. It's great music there. It's great energy I'm putting into the universe. So That's this so. first single. Yes. We got a music video. Yeah, we oh, got yeah. a video. Dre, Talk tell to us me about that. Dre, tell us about the music video. <laughs> I, I'll let Killer K tell us about that. All right, man. So it's a dope video. Um uh, I got uh I actually shot it at uh Wax Crushing Wednesdays. Okay. You know what I mean? I actually well, shot part it. of it because part, there's yeah, a yeah, lot part of different part. parts. The other part, you know, I want to all right, well, just uh, Come I, on, I, exclusive. I, <laughs> <laughs> so I actually shot the first part at Wax Crushing Wednesday and then the, the second part I actually shot at Florida Memorial. Okay. Um I actually got a chance to shout out to to the the director too, JB Sutherland. Um, I actually got who's the, very talented by yeah, the way. Yeah, I got the uh Florida Memorial Marching Band. Oh, JB, I met him, yeah, met yeah, him yeah, a, yeah, at an he, event he, he not actually, too long ago, yeah, a couple actually, years ago. He actually was able to pull some strings, and I was able to get the whole Florida Marching Band out of here. That is dope. Marching Band, and I was able to use the gym. Um, they they rented out the gym to us for about two, three hours, and I was able to get the whole band in there. So that it's a dope, dope video, um, dope yeah, energy. Yeah. <laughs> that is you know hype, I mean? though. Great colors, uh, great energy. You know, it was, it's a dope video, man, for the single that we actually got out now called Forever Live, produced right. by right. DJ Huff. It's produced by another DJ. Okay. Yeah, and I where mean. can we find it? It's right now. It's streaming everywhere. The The single is streaming everywhere. It's on Apple Music, Spotify. It's okay. on all streaming platforms. Are Can you going to make a video for every, every track? Uh, that's the goal. 
That's the goal. I got 11 tracks. I'm trying to do 11 videos. Because I, I feel like I got 11 stories to tell. I mean, and once you're done with the 11th, you should do a 12th as a recap. I mean, got to. <laughs> Makes sense. I like that. I like that idea. I'm I saying. like that idea. I'm saying. It's I just like a good nice idea. little series. Yeah, I like yeah. that idea. But yeah, definitely trying to shoot a video for every one of them because I feel like I got 11 stories Shoot. to tell on this album, 11 different vibes. That is dope. That's real dope. Mm -hmm. And so you have this album out. Yes, sir. What's your plan? All right, so this is your <laughs> strategy. <laughs> well, my strategy was I, I'm actually taking, a, I don't want to say it's the old school approach, mm -hmm. but it's just really getting out there with the flyers. Okay. I wish I had CDs, but now it's just QR codes. I'm saying, you know though, I mean? right? <laughs> yeah. Before, it used to be the... Do you remember sampler tapes? Yeah, come on. It used to be the mixtapes. You used to have to get out there and, you know, out your trunk, really, you know? Yeah, you had to but go in on for, it. Yeah, for now, it's just QR codes. So I'm going to take the same approach as I would with my mixtapes back mm -hmm. in the day. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Just being everywhere with them and uh, the flyer with the QR code. That's you know, so that's, you know, I'm, I'm going back to Gorilla promoting mm -hmm. i'm going back to just really just getting out there with, to the people of course we're going to do some internet things and so on and so forth but my focus is just really getting out there to the people getting out there to the events getting out there with the product you know that's going to be my I, approach and then i don't think you're sticking to just miami with this album. nah we're going everywhere we're going this we're album going, nah we're going everywhere i'm actually taking it to atlanta i'm actually taking it to um orlando i'm it's everywhere. Like I said, I I don't want to put it in the box. It's, uni it's universal music. It's 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 Florida culture, but it's universal music. Okay, if that makes sense. It does. You know what I mean? If that makes sense. Hell yeah. Yeah. That Miami vibe. Yeah, yeah. Can't Miami, go, Miami, you Miami, can't go wrong with Miami, that. Miami and Broward. We got to throw Broward in there too, because actually the, pro the producer yeah. on Forever Live, the singer, is actually from Broward. Shout out to Broward yeah, though. Exactly like I can never Broward. hate on Broward. Bro. <laughs> we always talk about that because back in the day, it seems like there was, was a, such was a, was a thing a disconnect. between yeah. like yeah, Broward. It was, a disconnect. And it was a disconnect back in the day, but I think nowadays it's we're like, breaking ground, and the yeah, more we come together, yeah. the more nowadays, unity we have. I think the it's like yeah, I think it's just like you know, we're just it's just one. I wouldn't, you know, I yeah. just say Palm South Beach Florida, too. Yeah, you know? South Florida, too. Florida, all of Florida. Too. It'd be dope. <laughs> yeah. It'd be dope to just see, like, if you have a huge event where it's just Miami, like, Dade County artists mm -hmm. and Broward and artists Broward are sharing artists. the stage. Sharing the stage. That'll be dope, man. That's, that's, that is one of the, uh, I, I would want to say, one of the things I would want for the future of South Florida. We make it sound know? like it's so impossible, though. Like, yeah. Like, those guys are going to hate us. They hate us already. We just need more industry down here as far as like with the music in You're Miami right. and South Florida. Well, give me, give me, don't really have dig a lot into of that a little bit. Yeah, all right. So it's like uh, Miami's more, uh, if I want to, uh, and it's just my personal opinion, you know, don't take this as that truth. That is a disclaimer. Yeah, it's a disclaimer, <laughs> you know, everybody watching this or hearing this. I feel like Miami is more uh, party town, vacation. You know what I mean? We yeah. don't have a like, you know, a lot of when it comes to the music, like industry. So we don't have a lot of people down here that could kind of press buttons in the, if you want to say these big uh, labels or, mm -hmm. you know, they're in position to make, you know, certain moves for artists. You know, yeah. we kicking the door down exactly. though. Exactly. <laughs> we, we definitely are. We definitely are. Don't get it twisted. We definitely are for the most part. But I just feel like until we get like kind of like that. Then you know we'll uh, you know because you know they always want to compare us to Atlanta, Houston, LA, yeah. New York, and so on and so forth. But these cities kind of have you know real music industry or mm -hmm. real music like you know labels and you know what I mean so on and so forth. A lot of times when they come to Miami or the, the big wigs from Miami, they come in the party. 
Yeah, they're you know vacationing. I mean? yeah, they're, they're not come, really working. Exactly. They're not really they're working. Not really yeah. working. And then, too, it's like, it's also, uh, as far as, like, with Miami music and just, you know, uh, Broad music. If you just want to say the local artist, it's kind of like, it's a disconnect, I would mm-hmm. say, as far as, like, where their music is getting played. You feel what I'm trying to say? So let's just so say. So it's not a thing of working together. It's about nah, where it's, it's going like, to get played. Because like, back to what I was saying, this is my whole thing of what's going on, so on and so forth, all right? Disclaimer, too, because, like I said, it's different now. It's mm-hmm. streaming. Mm-hmm. So you don't necessarily need the club anymore. Got it. If that makes sense, you know, not the strip club. Yeah, talking about strip club, any club, (laughs) any clubs in general, anywhere where there's. Yeah, you don't necessarily as an artist coming up, you don't necessarily need the club. And I'm a DJ telling you. Yeah, you get what I'm trying to say because with streaming, you know, we get the music the same time everybody else gets the music. So if you have a fan base or you have a so on and so forth, Mm -hmm. you kind of x the DJ out. All right. I don't want to say X the DJ out because that kind of sounds bad. It does, but, but I, I get what you mean. It, the, the, the DJ is no longer, like you said, the, the gatekeeper. gatekeeper. The gatekeeper of the music. So, like, it's at least down here for show, for, for show, like, let's just say a big executive from Atlantic Records, right, comes yeah. down. All right. He's probably going to go party on South Beach. Facts. Right. Probably gonna go. It's probably gonna be his first kind of. And that's not the real Miami, everybody. <laughs> you know, and I don't want to take yeah, anything yeah. from South Beach and what they do over there. But nine times out of ten, you're not gonna. It's hear a tourist trap. Exactly, you're not gonna hear the hot local. Yeah. Underground. Underground yeah. dude that's <laughs> popping. So let's just say, uh, David Jacobs from Atlantic Records, mm-hmm. right? Let's just say he's in one of those spots on the beach, right? If he doesn't hear. Uh, you know, little AK-47 from Opelika, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? How is, for the most part, he's going to hear his music or know that... He's even know, out there. He's even out there unless he kind of comes over the bridge. Very true. You know what I mean? To the other spots that's, you know, kind of playing the local music mm-hmm. for the most part. So I, I think, too, that's just my personal opinion on another disconnect of where the music is getting played at. To whereas if... One of these big dudes from one of these record labels are in the city, and they're like, "Whoa, who's that?" Because everybody's, you get what I'm trying to say. Yeah, for the I, most I, part. I think it's interesting because the the typical conversation is, we should get, you should see a lot more unity mm-hmm. and yada yada yada. Mm-hmm. And the first thing people think about is, oh, if Dre is in Broward and I'm in Dade, we should work together, uh-huh. and it should be easier. But you're taking it to another level here yeah. because. You already worked together. Yeah. You already did the record. Yeah. So now we're talking about get your people to play the same record exactly. and I'll get my people to play the same record. Yes, sir. So what when you say there's a big disconnect, how yeah. do you think how, wh- like what do you, where do you think the big disconnect is in having these records played? Um I cuz okay, let's just say for the most part um like All right. All right. I'm going to give I hate but I hate to like do this like the example <laughs> like, like the compare comparing yeah in contrast and stuff like that but it's like okay let's just say and i'm gonna put atlanta out there right yeah i go to a club in atlanta right 90 percent of the music i'm gonna hear is what from atlanta from atlanta yeah if i go to houston 90 percent of the music i hear in houston is gonna be from houston, houston. not in miami not you know what i'm miami. trying to say but if i come to miami you know, it's like all other music except every, our own. Even in the strip club, even you know in the regular club, you know it's all everything say? else. Exactly. So if you're not, um, 
as a DJ, if you're not kind of championing Miami music, if you're not kind of making an effort to kind of, you know, really play it, mm-hmm. you know, it's tough. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. is, it, is, it, is it something where that has to be part of the artist's marketing plan to be able to pay the DJ and pay multiple DJs? Or um, like, you, where, All right. Where, where's uh, the fine yes, line? Be, yes, where, yes where, and no. Where's the gray line between... Love and business. Oh, okay, that's a and good question. And are you going to play a whack record just because they pay you that's to play a, That's a good question. I mean, you're going to play my B-side. I that's asked you to pay question. my A-side. How side. much you going to pay me? <laughs> that's, that's a great question. That's a great question. You're only playing I, my instrumental, not my, not my vocals. That's a great question. All right. For me, um, I'm just going to speak personally. I never was too big on taking money to play records, okay. right? Because... You know, not for nothing. I come from a Buddhist background, mm-hmm. and for me, that was an attachment. You Got know it. what I'm trying to say? And I'm big on not creating attachments, right? Mm-hmm. And when I say attachment, it's like, okay, I take this guy's money now. I have to play his record. I have to, you know what I mean? And let's just say it doesn't work, or you get what I'm trying to say? You're it, attached the to it now. Yeah, like I, you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah. I just, you know, I'm gonna feel bad if I take this guy's money and. He's keep paying me and the record's not doing anything, but I'm still taking his money. You get what I'm trying to say? So yeah. for me, I just, I wasn't big on it. I've done it in the past. Don't get me wrong, I'm not going to say, but I kind of stayed away from it, right? It. Now, for me, how it works, um, if you don't have a relationship with the DJ, mm-hmm. if you didn't help put him in a position in any way, you didn't, do anything to kind of you didn't show up for my Friday night exactly kind of further <laughs> kind of further his kind of career in any way and you're asking to for your record to get played at a venue that he's built up mm-hmm. outside of you my personal opinion you gotta compensate him. facts right you have to compensate him why because you're asking to Move your dope in his trap spot, if that makes it, sense. It, it's exactly what it is. You get what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Because this is a crowd and a venue that he's built up. Mm-hmm. And you're coming, you're wanting now to get your music played in front of his people, his venue, so on and so forth. I say it has to be compensation. Business somewhere. is business. You get what I'm trying to say? <laughs> now, now, <laughs> now, but all right, now, let's just take the money out of it, though. If you're a DJ, mm-hmm. At, at, at the core, you just want to play great music, right? You just mm-hmm. want to spin good music. So if the record is dope and you genuinely like it. If. <laughs> big <laughs> word. <laughs> big word. You, you genuinely like the record, right? As a DJ, you're going to play it. Yeah. Because you genuinely like the record. You know word, word. Yeah, yeah, you want to yeah. hear it. You want yeah, to chat to it. Wanna, yeah. So if you cultivate a relationship with a DJ, like, however you do it, whether, you know, you hit him up on Instagram, whether you come by his spot, however mm-hmm. you cultivate and you, you know, let him hear your music and if he genuinely likes it, you know what I mean? Nine times out of ten, he's going to play it. Mm-hmm. You know, if he's, you know, if he's like, like a DJ like me, you love music, you want to put people on the music, you know what I mean? So on and so forth. But if you don't cultivate a relationship... You just coming up on some like, how you doing? I'm so and so. Can you play my record? You gotta break bread. I'm with you. you. Know what I'm saying? Or you, you gotta just, bring a really dope track. Yeah, uh, you gotta bring. You know what I <laughs> mean? Like, all right, too. The record could be super dope too. Don't get me wrong. The record could be super dope too. But it's like, if you haven't cultivated a relationship with me, 
some way, somehow, and you just random night in the club, play this, it's gotta be some conversation. It's gotta be something. You know what I'm trying to say? It's gotta be some conversation, because two things you're doing, right? First off, you're interrupting his set. Which is pre-planned. Exactly, you know what I mean? Which is pre-planned. Okay. More so in regular clubs, and strip clubs is kinda just on the fly. Yeah. That's why I kind of love strip clubs, you know what I mean? Because you're not kind of really caught up in your set. Yeah. Because in the strip clubs, you could come in with your set, but if this girl want to dance to this, this guy want to It's dance, happening. Your set is gone. You get me? Your set is gone. You know? Oh, yeah, my bad. <laughs> your set is gone. So, um, you know, but um, yeah, back to what you were saying, it's definitely got to be some type of conversation. It's got to be, you know, some type of, you know, look out. I look you, You look out for me, I look out for you. On the DJ end. So with that said, that mm-hmm. now that you brought up the whole strip club yeah. and, and the whole shit, you ever you ever been told to play something and you're like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Okay. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> wait. But before I do that one, your question. Um, I've never took money to play a record that I didn't like. Got it. But DJs do do that. You get what I'm trying to say? DJs do do that. They'll take, you know what I mean? And I mean, you can't blame them for it. You know, it's if money. the guys in the club. He's spending money. He feels like this is his record. And, and this, this is, is the his one. moment. And this, this is, is the his one. moment. You get what I'm trying to say? He's you know? dropping $500. I mean, don't get me talk. Don't get me wrong. Money, money talks. Play it twice. Money Thanks. talks, you know what I mean? But I personally never did that because for me that, like, you know, it's just, it spoils the game. Like, it's not, you Would know, you? I'm not, I'm not going to, um, at least my people or my crowd, I'm not going to subject them to anything that I kind of, really don't like you know what i mean there's been music that i i, I haven't been like a hundred percent with mm-hmm. and i played but anything i really like just don't like I, i'm not gonna take the money in you know what i mean i'm not gonna <laughs> you get that. the yeah let me get hold on and let I, me hear this to, <laughs> what was your question again um, you're there you're there uh, at the club yeah dancers like listen play this song uh-huh and you play you prep it up mm-hmm. and you're like is this? Nah, it happens all the time. <laughs> all the time. I'm gonna tell Every you. I'm gonna tell you when it most happens. When it most happens to new dancers, like they're kind of like they're first, yeah, they're just yeah. starting because they have a preconceived notion of what a stripper's supposed to be. Exactly, or what or they're what gonna a go dancer, up there and dance to. Exactly. Is gonna do right. So they'll go up there with. They'll go up there with just just say, all right. For most. <laughs> beginning dancers right? no. <laughs> there's levels to this yeah like, do you have a beginner's playlist yeah, yeah like, like most all right it's just from from my experience right in the beginning they kind of think it's like they're gonna go up there and it's gonna be like sexy mm-hmm. you know what i mean so they're kinda, <laughs> do that again so they'll kind of lean toward like let's just say uh the weekend or yeah. something like, you know what I mean? Maybe SZA or, you know what I mean? Damn. <laughs> nah, seriously, seriously. So they'll, they'll come to you and they'll ask like, yo, can you play, let's just say SZA or something like that or Janae Aiko or, you know what I mean? Something yeah. like that to ask. They, they feel like they've been practicing or whatever and yeah. you know they got their hole in their head the whole sultry exactly. routine is ready <laughs> exactly. ready to go so they'll go up there right not knowing <laughs> the crowd wants to hear a little baby future so you get what i'm yeah. trying to say so they'll go up there and they won't get any reaction and kind of like bomb because they kind of had a preconceived notion of yeah. this song is gonna um, you know what it's I mean? gonna be okay yeah, but yeah. exactly but it it's really not it usually <laughs> 
Don't use the beginner's goes, playlist, yeah. ladies. <laughs> it, it always goes bad. So for my dancers getting into it, if you're listening to it, just kind of go with the club flow. You yeah, know what yeah. I'm trying to say? Get there, kind of just, you know, get in where you're feeling. Exactly. Be see, liver than ever. You exactly. See what, <laughs> see what the guys are tipping to. You get what I'm trying to say? Just kind of be a fly on the wall before you kind of go in there and kind of think. And then it'll be the opposite. You know, girls are getting in there and think like, uh, the super fast. I got to twerk, twerk, yeah, twerk. Yeah, I got to make it a style, you know. You get what I'm yeah, trying to yeah, say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and that'll, that won't work sometimes either. So it's just Too much, like, too much. Yeah, exactly. So it's just, Damn. it's like a fine line of understanding <laughs> what club you at, what's going on, what the people like, you yeah. know. But yeah, that happens all the time, man. That is wild, man. Yeah. Because you think about it, like, you must see some shit in no, the I don't see. I don't see. You done seen everything. I done Bro. seen everything the good the bad the ugly i got stories on top of stories what's the worst um the worst uh i want all right because it, it gets it, all right i'm gonna keep it upbeat you know hold on hold on hold on let's not do all right let's not do worse let's not make it worse where i'm gonna feel bad for that, asking that, that, that's what i'm saying, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? so i'm good i just won't that but i actually see all right i'll give you a quick story um and you know Whatever, man. I hope she's not. anonymous. Hope she's not. You can keep it all yeah, anonymous. We'll edit this out tomorrow. Hope she's not ever going to watch this. You know what I mean? <laughs> but now, nah, one night, um, I'm not going to say what particular club, but you know, I'm DJing, and a girl, you know, it's just a regular night. She goes up there doing her little stage thing or whatever, whatever. Now, she has a ponytail, mm-hmm. long ponytail. Oh, you know, boy. This is going to end bad. You know, of course, you know, of course it's weave or whatever, right, so on and so forth, but it's a long body tail, right? Okay. So she goes and she does her trick, whoop, whoop, mm-hmm. whoop, 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 spins, 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 comes down to the ground, boom. She doesn't get up. She's just like on the ground. So I'm, you know, 30 seconds, 40, coming to a minute, I'm like, what's going on? Her ponytail is stuck on the pole. <laughs> oh no! Oh my on god! The pole. How it happened? I don't know. If she but can't move. Can't move. So she's here, stuck, like just stuck. So you know. Uh, so what do you yeah, do? Yeah, a minute, a minute two. I, I'm in my phone at this point. I'm because going on. I'm not. I'm not paying attention. He's like, All right, I'm yeah, just gonna wait till she gets phone. up. Yeah, I'm just thinking she's on the ground doing something or whatever. Does she need faster music? This I is see, part of the routine. I see the bartender come from behind the bar with a knife. So at this point, I'm like, whoa, 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 what's going on? So you know, luckily the club's not too packed. There's yeah. just a couple of people. So she literally had to go up there and. Chop her ponytail off. Good Damn. thing it was weave. I thought you were about to say <laughs> exactly. Cause good thought... thing it was weave. Cause good thing it was weave. Chop her ponytail off, right? So she could get loose from from the pole. That was just one of the. Yo, as soon as you said one. you noticed the knife, I thought you were gonna John Wick this. Nah, game. nah, nah. I wasn't, gonna, I wasn't gonna go that way. I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna go that way, but. You know, that's that's one of the stories I done seen. I done seen, you know. That's pretty think. funny, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Talk to me good. about balance, killer, because okay. you do personal training. Yes, I do. You're out oh at the clubs. Yes, I do. You're making music. Yes, yes. I do. You're out at events. Yes, I do. And you're always talking about your Buddhist influence in your life yeah. and just your spirituality and sharing knowledge yeah so how do you keep that balance from being with the girls twerking and uh-huh. doing all this stuff and then kind of toning it all the way down i like i like to say i try to be the light 
in the darkness of the Miami nightlife, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. I, mm-hmm. I try to like, even though I'm in the trenches of the trenches, I try to just still kind of be the light. Mm-hmm. Um, shit, we'll start with my 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 passion or uh, my faith. I'm a Nishan Buddhist. Um, my mom has been Buddhist probably for 30 years, so I mm-hmm. grew up in a Buddhist household. For me, I kind of like kind of really just took the step maybe two three years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she never kind of forced it on us, mm-hmm. but um, I just kind of felt like that was my spiritual pathway was Buddhism. So I kind of just jumped out there and uh, came a devout uh, Nishan Buddhist maybe about three years ago. And um, back to what you were talking about, balance. Um, it kind of, Buddhism helps me kind of see the world through, if you want to say, a Buddhism lens. So like the, if you would want to say the, uh, the core of Buddhism is the middle way, mm-hmm. right? The middle way, not so much you're so spiritual and not so much you're off the deep end you're just kind of in the middle mm-hmm. right so it teaches you and gives you kind of guidelines guidelines on how to stay in the middle mm-hmm. right it's things like uh let's just say uh back to what i was saying attachments yeah or anything of the material world is going to fade um having a devout uh belief in the law of cause and effect, mm-hmm. right? Not for nothing, that's probably the, uh, for us, uh, the biggest, uh, if you would wanna say, uh, uh, it supersedes everything for Got us, it. the law of cause and effect. Okay. Nothing is bigger than the law of cause and effect. So just through like Buddhism, I'm able to like, you know, navigate through the world, navigate through mm-hmm. the, if you want to say the underworld, that's why I, you know, kind of gave up drinking and so on and so forth mm-hmm. because it's like I'm in the underworld, but through Buddhism, I'm able to like recognize energies. I'm, re- I'm, mm-hmm. I'm able to recognize, you know what I mean? Things like that, so on and so forth. So it makes it kind of easy to, not easy, but it makes it, it, gi- it gives me like, if you don't want to say, what's them things you put on, the, f- um, on the horses? Yeah, it exactly. keeps you. It keeps you. It keeps you just looking straight. It keeps, focused. keeps you focused. Yeah, it keeps me focused. It keeps me focused. So, like, as far as like with the training, like, um, training is easy because I'm also, as much as I love DJing, I was always athletic. I was always into basketball. Okay. So with the training, like one day I was like, uh, I was already DJing, but I kind of understood like the DJing is up and down. You know what I mean? You're always kind of dependent on, let's just say, somebody for a check. You're always dependent on a club. You always. So I was like, man, I got to get into something that'll kind of offset the uh, the, the instability erratic, of yeah, that. Yeah, the instability of DJing. So then I said, you know what? Damn, K, you work out every day. Mm-hmm. Same epiphany I had with the DJing. Why don't you just be a personal trainer? <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, you in the gym every day. Um, I ended up getting a job at Twenty Five Fitness. I started at the front LA of, Fitness. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it was LA. It was LA, LA Fitness. It was LA Back in first. high yeah. school. <laughs> it was LA first. Yeah, it was LA first. I started at, at the front desk, mm-hmm. uh, working at the front desk. Started picking up weights, so on and so forth. And then uh, after that, um, I kind of just went head first into the personal training. So then as I got my DJ career going and then I'm just, my personal training career is just kind of slowly coming along, but I'm nurturing it, nurturing it, nurturing it. And then over the years, it kind of just kind of got even. Mm-hmm. So now, you know, I do the personal training thing as far as like, you know, uh, maybe two, three days out the week. I mm-hmm. try to, you know, I got clients and so on and so forth. And then I do the DJing the other. 
three, four days out of the week. And yeah, um, I was surprised when I went. Out, I went onto your IG yeah. trying to find an image for the for the cover <laughs> for of the, the episode. Fly, yeah. And I'm like, is this a DJ or is he a personal <laughs> trainer? Because it took a while before yeah, I found pictures of you but, DJing. But, 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 but I always felt like, I always felt like even with the DJing, yeah. I never wanted to be in a box. You know, I always yeah. felt like like there's so much. For me, DJing is not the end all, end all. For me, DJing is just kind of like a platform, mm-hmm. right? To a, a springboard. An outlet. Exactly, yeah. an outlet to do many other things that I want to do in life. You know what I'm trying to yeah. say? As far as and that, and that kind of ties into with making the music mm-hmm. because I kind of want to like, you know, like I said, I, I got thoughts, I got things that I want to put into the universe, mm-hmm. right? So as far as like with the DJing, it's just a, a platform to get me in front of people, mm-hmm. right? So now I could convey my my thoughts, my images, the you know what I mean? The things I want to say into the world. Yeah, it's, it's your expression. Into, exactly, I want to put into the music. Now, now that you finished this album, yeah, you're in the you're about to kick off your your whole marketing campaign. Yeah, uh-huh. your post release. Yeah, you're ready to rock. Uh-huh. So while you're doing this, are you already thinking about your next project? Yeah, because for me, and this is <laughs> and this goes back then to the Buddhism thing. Like, it's not an attachment. Like you 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 make the music, you put it out, and then you're on That's to it. the next. On to you the next. I'm trying to say you if you if you. You you do yourself a disservice attaching yourself to it, cause then let's just say it's dope and everybody likes it. You get what I'm trying to say? You get caught mm-hmm. up in in that. Everybody liking it. Everybody. Oh, let's just say nobody likes it, mm-hmm. right? You get caught up in that. You know. So it's just putting your art into the world and then on to the next Appreciate one. Appreciate yeah, it. Like, like, like you know, Basquiat didn't make just one painting, nope. but got stuck with. You get what I'm trying to say? Very it's, true. It's you put your art out there and then. Create more art, and then create more art, and create more art to it's where it's always about more, huh? Yeah, and then more. To, as you, to as when you turn around and you look back, you know you got you got a gallery full of art, you know. And you you well you well on your way to filling oh, up man. that gallery. <laughs> this is the first project. This is the first project to my art gallery, man. Yeah, but your project got eleven paintings. Yeah, we got eleven. <laughs> paintings. Yeah, you're right though. You're right though. You're right though. I did a. Uh, I got. I do got eleven paintings. You know right what I'm saying? Up. You're already. You're already there. You're already. We're gonna have to happen. talk crypto and NFTs. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> let's talk about NFTs. Yeah, man. Let's yeah. do that. I mean, you know, I'm here for it. Whatever, whatever y'all want to talk about. Y'all still, even with the uh, crypto, kind of falling. Y'all still in it heavy, or what's going on with you guys? Well. Uh, I mean, I'm all about that. You all about that? I'm all about that. <laughs> yeah. Forget yeah. about it. I, as soon as I figure, I, I personally feel like it's just kind of going through like a, 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 a downer right now. But it is, that, but, but everything is. Yeah, but that is where we're gonna be headed towards as far yeah. as like with money. I think it you is. Know what I mean, like, because it, it, everything is all wallets now anyway on your phone mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. But I, I just feel like that is really. The direction we're gonna go, but you know the only the only pro the only downfall to that mm-hmm. is that people are very and you know this mm-hmm. people are very trendy. They yeah. don't really like how many times have you seen someone sing a song that they don't really know what they're saying? Yeah, right. Like, exactly. do you know what this song's about? <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, but uh-huh. it's on the radio. It's yeah. on the radio, <laughs> and the DJ plays it. I love his music. I'm doing it, right? And yeah. then you're singing it, and then you're like, "Yo, seriously, do you know what this song's about?" <laughs> you gotta stop him, right? And then it's with crypto is you gotta know what you're investing in. Like right now, Definitely. the FTX, the Mamirina. I just seen the that. FTX. Yeah, I just seen the that. owner. 
went from like yeah. three billion to like four hundred thousand. They said something. no. The whole thing is they yeah. they that's a whole platform. So okay. imagine the stock market. Yeah. Right. Every one of these cryptos, like one of these uh, platforms, uh-huh. owns their own piece of the stock market. Gotcha. And investors are throwing money at their stock market. Yeah. He completely messed that up. Oh man! <laughs> so so it, this whole drama—it's—it's it's all these platforms that you know. Yeah. It's, it gets kind of deep, but at the end of the day, he—he he made a mistake. I heard he of made, there's Binance a couple mis- pulled out or something like that. Yo, Binance. No, this, it gets worse. <laughs> yeah. Supposedly, I don't know if I heard this right. So yeah. no one, no one come after me after this, right? Mm-hmm. But if you do, <laughs> no. But um, supposedly, what happened was um, they were taking jabs at each other. Okay. And homie from Binance was like, "Oh, you want to play games with me? Mm. Let's take a look at your finances." Oh. And you found major problems. Oh. So that's what it sounds. That's what I think. That's what I believe. Okay. I have understood. Yeah. And it's it's like you know competitors are yeah. always jabbing at each other, but in this case. It just, went too deep. It went way oh, too deep. Man. It blew blew open way too many things. But at the end of the day, like when you think about all this crypto stuff, it it's it gives the owner mm-hmm. um, more leeway than what an album would do for you. Nah, right? it, it definitely does. So it's it's just it it's early stages. Yeah, and I think it's super. Uh, I think it's way too early. Yeah, for, I, I, for, I, no, for I definitely right think now. you 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 got to pay attention to it. You know, yeah. uh, you don't be one of them guys. Oh, fuck that shit! I ain't gonna. And then ten nah, years you from need now, to. you know what I mean. You definitely gotta be uh, uh, paying attention to what's going on with the crypto and the, all of that stuff. Like I mean, that. and it gives. And look, this this is one of those things where it's like Snoop is dropping verses, mm-hmm. right? He doesn't mix them down. Mm. He just drops a verse and go. You buy it. You're gonna do whatever you want with that verse, yeah, anyways. Yeah, you're gonna mix it down. Yeah. If I drop a verse now. <laughs> If I tweak it and all, yeah. you're gonna hear it and you'll be like, "Nah, B, I <laughs> you're gonna change right. something yeah, else." <laughs> you know, so it yeah. always happens with everyone that does music. Mm-hmm. So you know, he sells an NFT with that are lyrics. Oh, that's dope. So you, ha- I, I believe, you mm-hmm. run the right. You, you could run the rights of what you do with it. Oh, How, that's you dope. know, it's licensed. Yeah. It's not even licensed. It's it's yours. Oh, okay. And he sold the verse to you. Oh man. I'm telling you, man. This and if you, that person sells that verse, yeah. If you sell an NFT uh-huh. and then you, I buy your NFT, yeah. right? And then I sell it to her for. Mm-hmm. 30 bucks more. Yeah. You still get a cut. You still get a cut. Yeah. Every time it's resold, you get a cut. Down the, it goes down the, like the blockchain. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It just keeps, exactly. It just keeps leapfrogging yeah. over, around and you nah, get, you get the, a cut. That's the future, man. That's the future. It really, I mean, that's and that's, definitely the future. and that's just, you know, above, above sea level, right? That you could talk about it, right? Yeah. Because after you start getting deep into it, it's just, yeah, oh sure. no, George is going to start talking about the dark web and stuff. <laughs> so we got to start reeling before, this back before, in. Before we pivot though, before yeah, we pivot, yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely see the importance of the blockchain when it comes to like contracts. Yeah. Right? When yeah, it comes cred- to like, you gotta give credit yeah. where it's exactly told. when it comes to like yeah. contracts, like cause a lot of times, you know, like just say me and uh uh Dre go into a contract or whatever, like um usually the terms always kinda change. Exactly. Over the years. Some people, you know what I mean? Might but but when you put it on the blockchain it's forever. Doesn't it's for- matter what changes. Exactly. It's- it doesn't matter who's in their feelings, mm-hmm. who's not in their feelings. It is what it is. It is what it is for, what's the word? Perpetuity. Yeah. So I definitely see the importance of the blockchain. Yeah, and that it's 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 growing into the event world mm-hmm. where it doesn't really make sense for, like they try to throw it into everything. Yeah. Right? And music 
it picked up, mm-hmm. but it's not yeah, it's not a hundred yeah, right yeah, now. If and with the music thing, I think about it like this: mm-hmm. Spotify, you start like artists now are getting paid from Spotify uh-huh. decently. Yeah, you know what I'm saying because they reworked out the whole the, the whole royalties and, and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. So now with Spotify, you're actually gonna make you're gonna get a decent check. Mm-hmm. Not like you're gonna be super rich, yeah, yeah, but gonna it's, it's you're, gonna see you're gonna see the, the fruits, fruits of your, of your labor, labor yeah. exactly. Uh-huh. So that when if that just happened mm-hmm. not too long ago, <laughs> exactly. you, you know what I'm saying? We're kind of far away from the whole music NFT far thing. But away. event tickets, if you own this, if you own like Dre's logo here, yeah. If you own if you own this and you can show it to me in your wallet, yeah. in your phone, because you're not carrying shit around with exactly. you, you could get it. Yeah, no, nah, that's, that's the only that's way. The wave. That's yeah, the way. So that's and then that event ticket, let's just say if it's to whatever, the 2023 world series and you know what i mean yeah, it, it's it, digital it, is there it, it co- becomes a collector's or but it's it's only it's only in addition to life mm-hmm. it's not a replacement yeah you know exactly. what i'm saying mm-hmm. that that that's new tech that's like having a new cell phone definitely got to pay attention to it though. you definitely do bro i i recommend it got to i recommend it. i've been you know i, I had my little OPC account strategy and stuff like that i was on my little nft way for a that's second what's up. had some crypto but then when it started crashing, man, I had to take it out. <laughs> I'm saying, I ain't gonna lie to you, man. I took my little five hundred dollars out when Boston I'm Georgia. With you. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, was, I was on it though. I still got my account. I'm waiting, you know. Oh, that's what's up. That's what's up. <laughs> so but, uh, with that you know, being said, do yeah. you have any other wisdom nuggets that you want to go um, ahead and drop? Wisdom nuggets, uh, as far as like, what do you mean? Like, any advice like, that you can give any, any of our advice? listeners, okay, professional, yeah, personal? Um, I would, I would, I would, I would, I would say, um, if you believe in anything, believe in the law of cause and effect. That's um, what's up. The law of cause and effect, if I would say, supersedes anything, any human, any anything. If you want to believe in something, believe in the law of cause and effect. Everything you do, everything you think, everything you say, um, has a direct effect on you the people around you and your environment it's all one consciousness so you got to be really attentive to things you say how you think so on and so forth because since it's one consciousness you're directly affecting everything in your environment Mm -hmm. everything in your environment so if you're not conscious of your thoughts the things you're doing so on and so forth the the in in buddhism it's called the ten worlds the one of the worlds, the life states that you're in, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? You got to be real, um, just real, you know, real attentive to things like that. You know, if I would, that would be my little wisdom nugget, man. Cause and effect. If you're going to believe in anything, the law of cause and effect and that it's all one consciousness. You, the people around you and your environment is all one consciousness. So it's all connected. So That's what's maneuver up. like that. Treat the world like that. Anything I say is going to have a direct effect on the people around me. In my environment, anything I think, anything I do, anything, you know what I mean? It's all one consciousness. It's no, no, uh, it's not separated. I feel you. Yeah. So I'm with you, you on that. I'm with I, you on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If anything, but not for nothing. Uh, that's all. Nishin Buddhism is about. It's, it's Nam Myoho Renge Kyo. I devote myself to the mystic law of cause and effect through Buddhist teaching, sound and vibration. Amazing. That's what Nam Yo Renge I don't know if you're familiar with Tina it's Turner. A beautiful Tina Turner, the movie, she yeah. had a little part in there, but that's what all that means. And then Nam Yo Renge Kyo, okay, before we get out of here, a little backdrop. Nishin Buddhism, right, is a 13th century priest, right, who came after Siddhartha. Siddhartha Gautama is the big Buddha. Okay. The first Buddha, right? Nishin 
all right, came in the 13th century in Japan. He's a Buddhist priest who was able to expound the Lotus Sutra. Siddhartha, the big Buddha, Gautama, he had a lot of sutras. Mm -hmm. Like his teachings, like it's over 40 years of, of teaching, they were all like different sutras. Mm -hmm. His last sutra was called the Lotus Sutra, which it would call the King Sutra, which was like the everything he taught from the beginning all culminated to this last sutra, mm -hmm. which is the Lotus Sutra. Nishin was a Buddhist priest in Japan who was able to decipher the Lotus Sutra. Because it was such a powerful sutra back then, because it was the, the culmination of everything, not too many people could decipher it. So they kind of just kind of left it alone and they stayed to like, and make it all like the way. Zen mm -hmm. Buddhism, Pure Land Buddhism, so on mm -hmm. and so forth, because they couldn't get this sutra yet. Nishrin was able to decipher it. And then out of that sutra, Nishrin was able to say, oh, this is all we got to stick to, right? Everything Siddhartha was teaching us from the beginning was like kindergarten to 12th grade, like school. Yeah. This is what we got to stick to, right? So he was able to expound the Lotus Sutra. The, if you want to say the title in the Lotus Sutra mm -hmm. is Nam Yo Horenge Kyo. That was the title. That's what Siddhartha expounded in the Lotus Sutra. It's, it's a lot in this sutra, but the main focus of that sutra is expounding the law of cause and effect, right? Because back, back in those times, let's just say if you were a peasant, I couldn't come to you and tell you, yo, if you change your mind, if, if you change your way of thought, right, you could become a king. Mm -hmm. Back then, they, it was no, you couldn't, they couldn't fathom. Yeah, you the are what you are. Yeah. If you were a peasant, you were going to be a peasant. If you were a king, you were going to be a king. So in this sutra, Siddhartha was able to expound the law of cause and effect to people so that, like, you could instantly change your life through mm -hmm. the law of cause and effect. You could be in the worst of the worst position, but just by changing your thoughts and implementing the law of cause and effect into your life, you could instantly change your karma into... Um, good things. You could change poison into medicine. Mm -hmm. So Nishin was just kind of able to just define, uh, expound on the Lotus Sutra. So then he created a form of Buddhism called Nishin Buddhism, sticking to the Lotus Sutra. Right? Got it. That's and that's and that's where that's the type of Buddhism my practice is. Buddhism is big. You got different. You got branches of yeah. It. You got Zen Buddhism. <clears throat> you got poor on um, Pure Land Buddhism. You got so on. It's different type of Buddhism, but. The Lotus Sutra is the King Sutra. So for us in Buddhism, if you, I would, my personal opinion, if you're going to come into Buddhism, come in through that sutra. Because all these other teachings are kind of like the um, lesser vehicle. It's an outdated version. I don't want to call it outdated. <laughs> baby steps. And there you go. The baby steps. The baby steps. So yeah. things like Zen Buddhism. Yeah. That was like Buddhism for dummies, but oh, no. <laughs> say, because he couldn't, he couldn't give them this powerful information. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had to give it to them in steps. Yeah, and plus, I can imagine that those those uh, theologies were developing in yes. every sutra. Yes, in every sutra, every because remember it's forty years of teaching. But we yeah. ready for it now. Exactly. So. And then at the end, so he, he said, said, "This sutra, and actually to expound on that, this Lotus Sutra is for the people of. He called it the age of Mapo, which is two thousand years after his death, because Siddhartha knew that his teachings, right? If he's not there, they're gonna fade. 
Mm-hmm. So he created the Lotus Sutra for, which he called the age of Mapo, 2,000 years after he died. And in this sutra, he said there would be a priest comes out for the age of Mapo to create a Buddhism for people of this time. Because his Buddhism in that time, he knew for people of this time... Would be outdated. Would be outdated. Wouldn't apply. Right? Would be outdated. He knew they'll take his his teachings, in, and which is what Further happened. Further develop them. Which is what happened. Different type of schools, different type of... You know what I mean? So he knew that it was about to happen. So in this Lotus Sutra, he expounded there's going to be another priest to come out and so on. So it's, 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 it was all uh, like... It was all written. It was all a dream. Yeah, you remember? <laughs> <laughs> it, was all, it was all written. It was all written. So I hope I'm not confusing y'all. No, nah, not at all. Uh, you know, not dude, at all. I hope I'm not confusing y'all, but that's, yeah. That's, now we're going to look into it a lot more now. Yeah, that's yeah, the, super that's, dope. Thank yeah, you for putting yeah, us on yeah, to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nishun Buddhism. That's the type of Buddhism I practice. Now, now you know man you took us on this journey <laughs> i love uh, it though man like, I love, journey. like i love i love i love i love religion i love theology i love history word those are my things and i always say like um a lot of people they just kind of get stuck in religion but you got to really do if if you're you got to do history outside of religion yeah do due diligence that makes man. Sense. you get yeah. what i'm trying to say you got to do it because a lot of times people get stuck up in these books right but you got to like do history along with, you know what I mean, what they're, t- what they're kind of teaching you in these books. And just just kinda, like everything. Don't exactly, believe everything exactly, you kinda, see and read, and just right? just kind of <laughs> see, yeah, kind of see if it adds up, the yeah. times yeah. and so on and so forth. See, so and I, that's a whole, that. that's a rabbit hole. I was going to say, this is like a whole, whole other hole. podcast. I've been, I've been, I've been all of that, though. So if ever you want to bring me back to talk religion in. and so on and so forth. I took man. theology, yeah, man. I'm all about that life. Talk theology. I'm all about that. Talk ideologies and yeah. Let me tell you, so ideologies and and theologies and everything aside, right? (laughs) Uh So now that we talk about it, you mentioned advice. Yeah, that's that's what all this kicked (laughs) off of, right? (laughs) Oh yeah, she's a wisdom nugget. So you know, with all the artists that you've been you've been able to rub elbows with and Mm -hmm. you have a relationship with, I'm certain you've heard a lot of good advice. Of course. Are you applying all that advice? Yeah, I definitely, I definitely, and that's why I like I. I, I, I take it upon myself, right, along with putting out the music, is to, like, do podcasts as many as I could do, do as many as interviews I could do, because I feel like um, you shouldn't take your, your platform uh, for granted. Like, you get yeah. what I'm trying to say? Like, even the littlest, like, speaking in front of people um, is, what, like, one of, like, it's one of the hardest things to do, right? Fact. And then I also say that, like, are like just to say my ancestors like Martin Luther King, uh, Malcolm X, so on and so forth. Like they died for this, right? Yeah. Just to get in front of people and speak. Yep. You know what I mean? So I take this real serious, and I also feel like um, the music and you know the albums is just uh, a stepping stone for my to get out there in front More of greatness. people. Exactly. <laughs> get out there, and you know what I mean. And I always and like as soon. And I also say this too: as soon as you pick up a microphone, you instantly become a leader Mm. whether you want to or whether you kind of like you instantly become a leader because not too many people could do this so while you're doing this and you have your platform you got to lead them to righteousness you got to lead them to down the good path you can't use your platform to you know lead them to destruction you know because you'll be doing a disservice to at least for me my ancestors 
Yeah. They used to die to just get in front of a microphone. And that's why they call them killers. <laughs> 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 so, oh, so I shit. This, I take this real, real serious. That know? is what's up. Kill what? the mic. <laughs> kill, kill. Never use your platform. Yo. But, you know, don't take it for granted, man. I'm Even saying, the man. Not, don't treat people like lemmings. <laughs> yeah, Come exactly. On. Even, the, even the, the smallest of the platforms, man. You, you're in front of people and... You know, people are going to look up to you. It's like a right. leader or, you know. And uh, it's so important because even if it's just one person that you inspire, that you motivate or that you help. That one person. That's enough. That exactly. is the seed that could change. Exactly. Generations. You never know. You never know Gen- how and exactly. how big are seeds. So that's why I even like social media, little things like that, I, I understand it's a platform and you never should take it for granted. You know what I mean? You should always want to use it to uplift people, to, uh, you know positive uh motivational things stuff high like vibration. that yeah high vibrations yeah. <laughs> never want to never want to just waste your platform i feel like a lot of people do that so for 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 an individual someone that's going to start djing uh-huh you got any advice from yeah um make sure it's your passion make sure you really love it make sure it's not just you getting it to it as a hustle or like a quick flip or mm-hmm. make sure it's really your passion, you really love music because it's gonna be a lot of tough nights of, you know what I mean, DJing in front of one person, a lot of tough nights of promoters playing with your money, a lot of, you know, it's a mm-hmm. lot of trials Special and requests. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be a lot of trials and tribulations. So if you're looking to get into DJing as a hustle, um, I would try Think to go pick it. another one. <laughs> you're probably gonna get hustled. <laughs> yeah, you're probably gonna get hustled, or you know. But it, it's definitely you gotta really have a passion for music. You gotta have a passion for dealing with people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You gotta have a. If you don't have just those two, you know, it's a lot more. But just those two: a passion for music and a passion for dealing with people. Then don't even get into it. You Got really it. gotta have a passion for those two. And then now for for those that are trying to put out music or yeah. trying to that that have put out a mixtape and transitioning into putting out a project. Uh-huh. Any words of advice? Um, encouragement. Um do your do your research. Mm-hmm. Do your research cuz it's is all right, when it comes to putting out music, it's not just putting out music, right? You want to put out the music to profit from it, mm-hmm. right? And not have your music or your art uh you know, uh, raped. I don't want to use that word. Maybe that's another. But violated. Not, exactly <laughs> violated. <laughs> All right. Used. So, so exactly. <laughs> so you want to kind of do your research to as when you're putting out the music, make sure you are profiting uh, to your most as as the most you can. Um, somebody is not profiting off of you. Uh, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So on and so forth. So it's different from just putting out music. I would say really kind of do your research behind the scenes, learn about publishing, learn about royalties. Business, music yeah. business. Yeah, the music business side of it, because a lot of time as a creator, like you just want to create, like you don't even want to, uh, like yeah. that, you know what I'm saying? Like and I've been there, like I don't even want to worry about fucking splits and so on and so yeah. forth. But when, it start, when you start putting out music, you got to be real, uh, just real in the know because like it's 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 it's, a, it's sharks out there, you know what I mean? People right. are just waiting in the whims to just take your art and prop it off of it, and you not make anything, you know? Can I, yes. is 
Are there any shout outs that you want to give? Um, yeah. First off, I want to shout out to y'all for having me on word. the show. Shout out to 305. Shout word. out the whole platform. Um, I want to shout out uh, everybody on the album, all the producers. I want to shout out uh, everybody who supports me. God damn it. If you support <laughs> me, shout out to you. <laughs> I love it. I love shout it. Shout out to you. Hell yeah. Killer, where can they find you on social media? Where uh, can they find the music, the all right, video? All right, so, yeah, we need so, to know the so, social, then the music. Okay, so <laughs> the social is at DJ Killer K 305 underscore. Um, that's my new page. My old page was hacked. Uh, the K Murder page. I don't be on that no more. Damn. So it's at DJ Killer K 305 um, underscore on Instagram. Uh, where I'm at? Uh, more TikTok too. K Murder 305. Twitter, K Murder 305. Uh, my website, lotuslife.shop. Okay. Yeah, I got merch and stuff you can actually purchase too, so you can check me out there. So lotuslife.shop and at DJ Killer K305 underscore on Instagram. Okay. For the most part, I'm and probably the music. on Instagram the most. And then the music, uh, well, Forever Live, the album will be on all streaming platforms tonight, 12 o'clock tomorrow. Okay. Um, so y'all could just, you know, Get ready for it. Well, by the time when they hear this, it yeah. will already have come out a couple of days. Yeah. So yeah. just go and listen to it just on whatever platform. If you whatever pl- I'm talking about Pandora, <laughs> Spotify, you, you talk everything. It. It's going to be everywhere. It's going to be everywhere. The video is going to be out. The video is going to be out. It's going to be out on YouTube. And okay. I'll probably go upload it tonight when I get out of here. Okay. Yeah. So okay. get ready for it. That's dope. That's dope, man. Thanks so much for coming out. No, I appreciate you having show. me, man. I just wish, you know, we had some more time. I could do this all <laughs> oh, night. Man. So I appreciate y'all having me. And Yo, like I shoot. said, if you ever want to bring me back. Well, um, you got your next project. Got we got my, some religion to talk about. Got, so you'll trust, be back. Man, be back. We, got, <laughs> we got some theology to pick, pick apart. No, you definitely got I'm here for all of that. Um, Dre actually gave me a tour of the, uh, of the station. Uh might want to do some mixing and stuff back there. I so think I'm so. I think so. I'm gonna be here, man. Yeah, we talking about we're here at the the one the two box one oh one point one FM studio. Okay. We're recording the podcast at. Okay, that's where we're at. Two that's box. where we at. Okay. Two, two box. box. Yeah. Five, so bro. shout out to two you know, box, we, man. Our community station. Yeah. Hopefully. You can listen to us here live. Hopefully. <laughs> on Saturdays. Hopefully y'all be seeing a lot more of me, that's man. What's up. I love the vibe. I love the energy. Yeah, man. Yeah, absolutely. Man. Absolutely. Shit, and let me tell you, man, this has been a great talk. Um, anything you're doing, you already know you got our support. I appreciate um, it. Definitely want you back. Uh, and we could chop it up, throw some theology Come in the on, mix. Come on, man. I'm here for all I'm of saying, that. I'm, I'm all about this. Conspiracy theories. Conspiracy theories, crypto, and NFTs. Go down the rabbit holes. I'm here for all of Listen, that. Listen, it's not just going down the rabbit hole. It's like literally skydiving into <laughs> into the rabbit hole. So I'm just I'm just, fair warning. Yeah, quit, we're not for nothing. Um, before we get out of here, um, nothing is conspiracy anymore. So that's how I feel about that. Yeah. I, I feel like nothing used to be back in the day. It's all possible. You remember back then? Yeah, it would be like, like, yo, oh, remember yeah. Wu Tang's yo, talking oh, New yeah. World Order? Yo, are there aliens? Nah, there really are aliens. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. nothing, nothing is like nothing is too crazy. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. no one denies anything. Like, aliens. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. the government just made a post hey, about that. They're all left. <laughs> they're all left-handed. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so when it comes to like conspiracy theories and all of that, man, it's a different world, man. Yeah. You just believe. Just, just well, believe. All that it's do, not it's not impossible. All you can do is just adapt to change. Very fast. That's all you can do. Man. Don't 
excited to join the club. Ladies and gentlemen, that was DJ Killer K. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming on. And love and peace and blessings. Peace. Peace.